Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. My name is Fro, and with me I have Luke. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, I feel like I've done this before, but that's another topic. I'm ha having a little case of deja vu today. Okay, sure. I'm, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, have you read any books lately? Uh, not, not really. No, no, I haven't. I haven't bought. I mean, a physical book, not in years. Uh, Audio book. I guess I listened to one. Definitely listened to a few during quarantine. I know that. Yeah. Actually, we have gotten a new little, like, Audible plug. Uh, it's audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's all you have to put in now. I'm very happy that you got that in order. I also, we can, you can also use uh, .com slash another digital citizen still. if that, that link also still works, but I don't know why you would do that when you could just <laughs> put ADC, ADC, which is so much easier and more simple. <laughs> Yeah. We couldn't get it the uh, first time the first time we did the audible like thing, mm. we didn't do it and they've changed how they're doing their service and everything and this time we were able to get the new URL, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, I just finished uh, Michael Wolf's book Fire and Fury inside the, the Trump White House. Uh it's three books he wrote. Uh Siege and Landslide is the two next one. Uh I'm going to begin Siege very soon. Um, very good books about uh, the Trump uh, White House from a very like good writer. Right. I if you want to get that, you can go go to our Audible trial link and get a free audiobook and a free thirty day trial. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, go try it. Uh, do you ever wish you were a royal uh, of royal ascent? Not really. I've never. At no point in my life was like, wow, I really want to be a prince. But it's not like a... I don't... Well, I don't know. That wasn't really a thing when I was a kid, like, wanting to be a prince. You know what I mean? Like, kids wanted yeah. to be firefighters and uh, police officers Policeman, or, like, a yeah, football player yeah. or a basketball player. Nobody, when I was a kid, was like, I really want to be a prince when I grow up. That wasn't... <laughs> well, wasn't it even, a, like, a girl thing where girls wanted to be princesses? <sighs> See, I don't even remember, like, any girls I knew when I was younger wanting mm. to be prince. Like, maybe they would play, like, a game where they were a princess. But I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I even remember a cousin of mine being like, I want to be a Ghostbuster when I grow up. And we were like, that's not even a real <laughs> career. You can't. That's not an aspiration you can have. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure that if that is entirely true. There, there are like six or seven Discovery. Channels. Right. Well, this was before Discovery Channel was all <laughs> all reality shows. <laughs> before CM Punk was on Ghost Hunters and it like exploded. Oh, remember that? I watched yeah. that whole live thing. It was like a twelve-hour live yeah. live thing. With it was interesting. I remember that. 
it's almost Halloween, so this all ties in, doesn't it? I remember the that Ooh. whole Ghost Hunter craze being so big, and then all of a sudden everybody oh. was like, wait a second, this is fake. Like, one day everybody woke up and was like, <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there going, you didn't know it was fake? Like, what? I've been watching this for entertainment, and everybody was sitting there thinking it was real? What? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about shows we, we thought were gone a little later. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I ask you mostly because I think being of royal descent, it would be very hard to put you in jail, it seems like that at least, because uh, the UK police drop investigation into Prince Andrew. I'm not super shocked by this, are you? Uh, no, they, this is like the second time they've, like... They re-brought up the investigation when the Vitrinier Gouffray lawsuit started. We talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had already like gone through it and dismissed everything. And so for them to do it again, I guess, is not a surprise. It's just that... Uh, it's sad. Right. Uh, the British police announced they will not take any action against Prince Andrew after reviewing uh, a reviewing prompted by Jeffrey Epstein's accuser, Virginia Gouffray. Uh, she mm-hmm. claims she was trafficked by Epstein to have sex with Andrew in London in 2001. Uh, in August, the London Metropo- Metropolitan sorry, police force began to review the allegations connected to the late uh, connected to the late Epstein. The police chief, Cressida? Cressida, Dick, said at the time, uh, no one is above the law. Uh, the force said in a statement late Sunday that it is reviewed... Oh, its review has concluded that we are taking no further action. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope uh, they can do something in the States, since the UK police are not willing to do anything. I'm not 100% sure if that. Well, the the, uh, lawsuit is still happening in New York. The the Gouffre lawsuit. Um, Whether they... Uh, whether anything happens with that or not, but it also says in, in here that the force, uh, first reported by Channel 4 News, said that Epstein's alleged accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, w- they would also take no action over allegations that she, uh, ign- oh, that she was an accomplice for trafficking, grooming, and abusing young girls and women. So they not only are they not going after prince andrew because she's uh she is a british citizen so Mm -hmm. they could also go after her if they chose to but they're choosing not to yeah Uh, like i said i'm i'm very disappointed in that uh choice but i'm i'm not at all surprised at least from the uk police it seems like it's very yeah it seems like it's a very big part of the system being in in the British family. I have a feeling you don't want to be like the police chief who arrests the Queen's son. <laughs> the Queen's son, yeah. I mean, it's probably not a great career move. <laughs> whether or not, like, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> to do, yeah. Right. Yeah, no. So I guess, well, I don't really understand it because that's your job. You should do it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they didn't find anything. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened, allegedly. So. Uh, I don't believe that for one single second. Is that okay? They looked at that picture and were like, nah. <laughs> fake, 
fake it, news. It must have fallen in the ele- evidence locker. That picture <laughs> fell back behind some shelf or something. They didn't have that, so. <laughs> that was the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they used a really bad photocopier. It wasn't very, like, legible. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the one that gets destroyed in the office? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, we talked uh, about uh, the Havana Syndrome last week. Let's see if we have not one, not two, but three fucking things about uh, the uh, about it this time. Yeah, the first two we can go through pretty quick because they're both basically about the same thing. Germany is investigating possible sonic weapon a- attacks against U.S. Embassy staff. German police are investigating... Uh, attacks against staff at the U.S. Embassy in Berlin in a growing number of incidents of Havana Syndrome around the world. The police statement, which said the investigation had been underway since August, uh, was issued on Friday in response to a report in Der Spiegel, which said the inquiry into at least two cases had been opened on the basis of evidence handed over by the U.S. Embassy. Mm-hmm. Uh Austrian authorities have also said they are working with the U.S. to investigate another cluster of cases in Vienna, which we talked about. Uh, The CIA, State Department, and Pentagon are carrying out investigations. About 100 of the cases have affected affected CIA officers, which we talked about pretty much last week. Uh, Mm -hmm. William Burns said in July that there was a very strong possibility that the symptoms had been caused deliberately and pointed at Russia as a possible culprit. Moscow has denied responsibility. (laughs) Sorry, yes. Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee who received classified briefings on the investigation, said... Uh, it's possible that not all of these incidents, not all of them are a- abnormalities or are attributed to the same cause. What causes, what the cause is and what the motivation uh, is, what intent is, I think there is still very much open question. There are certainly many of them that seem quite deliberate, but I do think we are getting closer to some answers. Um, in a foreign... Go- uh, oh, when responding, to it, he said, uh, if, a- if a foreign government was... Found to be involved, he said, I'm also confident there will be very serious repercussions. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw somebody, in one of the articles I was reading about uh, these current attacks, because we're about to talk about Colombia in a second, that mm-hmm. one of the U.S. officials said that the idea of it being a case of mass hysteria is, is r- laughable or ridiculous, something to that degree, so... Okay. Uh, but in U.S. Embassy in Colombia, it's looking like several cases of people are coming down with Havana Syndrome just days before Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is scheduled to travel to the country. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday, citing emails sent by Philip Goldberg, the U.S. ambassador, and other officials in the embassy the, uh, that the embassy in Colombia is investigating a number of potential cases of mysterious illness. One email sent mid-September, embassy personnel were informed of an unexplained health incident. Days later, on October 1st, employees at the embassy were told the regional security office that was looking into anomalous health incidents, uh, which is the phrase the U.S. government uses to discuss what is commonly referred to as Havana Syndrome. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so remember there was the one that happened right before 
Kamala Harris went to Vietnam. I do. And every yeah, that yeah. was like such a big deal because it it was Kamala Harris and it was happening right before mm-hmm. she went there. And then this one, they're saying this sec- the Secretary of State is going to Colombia and it's happening right before he goes there. Um. Yeah. I mean, it 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 is a weird phenomenon. We we talked about it last week, so I'm not not going on to repeat what I said then. But it, it is a weird phenomenon where where I think uh, a lot of the, this. I'm beginning to think that there has to be something. I mean, I don't think they are all imaginaring the same symptoms. That seems a little far fetched. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you would would you say that about uh, f- cops and fentanyl exp- exposure? Right. Yeah. No. That's that's true. That's um, actually a very good argument. And I guess the other thing is like they don't. It doesn't have. Well, some of them could also just be lying to like boost up this whole thing, or lying for mm. another reason. Uh, specifically, what Biden just signed into law. About this room. Oh. President Joe Biden signed into law a bill that provides financial assistance and health care to vi- victims of Havana syndrome. So you get money and and health care if you say you have Havana syndrome from. The mysterious health incidents affected dozens of U.S. personnel. In a closed-door signing ceremony, Biden said in a statement that his administration is marshalling the U.S. government's full resources to care for the victims and get to the bottom of these incidents, including who's, including to determine the cause and who's responsible. Uh, the Havana Act authorized the CIA director and secretary of state to provide affected employees with financial support for brain injuries under detailed criteria. It only requires both... Oh, it also requires both agencies to report to Congress how the payments are being made and whether additional action is needed to aid victims. Um, yeah, so... Th- I, I have a very... I have a solution to the medical thing. Okay. If you... I make health care free for everyone. Uh, Biden said in a statement Friday, addressing these in- incidents has been a top priority for my administration. We are bringing bear the full resources of the U.S. government to make available first-class medical care to those affected and get, wow. get to the bottom of the incidents, including to determine the cause and who is responsible. But no no universal health care for the rest of us Americans. So. Yeah, but that, that, I mean, that would be the solution instead of, like, having... 600 bills. Right, well, uh, the thing is, the reason all this became such a big deal, and the reason he's signing the Savannah Act, which we talked about in, originally, was that, excuse me, there were a lot of um, diplomats who were upset with the government for treating the soldiers that were being affected by this, because soldiers are, cu- they have health care. Uh, mm. They're in the army, or whatever they're in. Uh, the Whatever branch of the military they're in they ha- they have health mm. assistance the diplomats didn't and so they complained and now they're giving them that uh this health assistance but like you said if we just had universal health care everybody would already be covered and we wouldn't have to sign this silly act <laughs> mm-hmm. but i think this comes into possibly if there is some type of lie happening some kind of why would they lie about this why would they maybe they wanted health care mm-hmm 
Maybe it was a way. Could be. <laughs> maybe it was a way to get the government to sign off on giving them money for health care and and things like that. Uh, it could be that simple of a reason why you, why they would lie about it. Mm. I mean, does that sound crazy? Uh, or I mean, it's obviously far fetched. But what would be another? Re- I, I, what would, I'm not sure it's crazy, but uh, I think it's a little far fetched. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I don't know if I believe that's uh, entirely true, but it, it is it is a plus plausible plausible. I I'm leaning more and more towards that this isn't real at all, or that maybe it was real in the in Cuba and the rest of it mostly is all fake or made up in people's heads. That's where I'm leaning right now. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm. More evidence probably will come out. You should uh, get a Nobel. Uh, peace price if you find out no medical medical price yeah because they have uh, Nobel uh, medical prices for things like that right but yeah let's go to Norway uh, because one time a year Norway is on the map <laughs> because of the Nobel peace price it's uh, uh, given out in Norway, uh, journalist Maria Ressa and uh-huh, Dmitry Muratov, Muratov, yeah. uh-huh. Dmitry Muratov uh, have won the Nobel Peace Prize for their fight to defend uh, freedom in expression in Philadelphia and Russia. Phil- the Philippines, not Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia, sorry. <laughs> Dyslexia. I don't. I, I don't think it's that bad in Philadelphia, but. <laughs> Sorry. Phil Bidson, uh, Russia. Yeah, take me through this. Uh, the Nobel Committee called the pair representatives of all journalists who stand up for this ideal. They are known for their investigations that have angered their own country's rulers and have faced significant threats. They both spoke in deference uh, of. Uh, oh, of freedom of press following their wins. Miss Ressa, who co-founded a news site, Rappler, was commended for using freedom of expression to expose power, uh, use of violence, and growing authoritarianism in the Philippines. Uh, the Nobel Committee said Mr. Moratov, the co-founder and editor of the independent newspaper Navia Gazeta, had for decades defended freedom of speech in Russia under increasingly challenging conditions. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they've both taken a lot of, like, heat from their own governments for speaking out against power. I guess that's the real mm. reason um, both of them uh, got it. Uh, why did they split it? I'm not, I guess they just couldn't decide, or how do you, how did they decide to split it? Does it say here? Yeah, I... Uh, no, it doesn't really. Right, I didn't uh, see anything about it either. It, yeah. I, I wonder if the committee, if you tie, maybe? Probably. Right, there, had to, there has to be a way to come up with why they both got it. But but I, I think it was mostly because, like it says, it's like t- two different countries. They wanted to like show both people in Philadelphia, <laughs> uh, Philippines, and in Russia... Uh, like they were so supporting both of them, I guess. So, uh, giving it to both of them would like give a double fuck you to both governments. 
Uh, both Philippines and Russia. Right, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. But yeah, no, I have never heard about Rappler in my entire life. I have to... I have never... No, me neither, but I think that's because it's probably more like used more in like the uh, southern parts of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 was, I the thing I, we talked about I, I last think, week. Sorry, yeah, sorry, the thing we talked about last yeah. week with like Facebook and WhatsApp going down. I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it, but specifically WhatsApp uh, in a lots of like Latin America, it's more used than any other like social media. It's like used mm-hmm. as a telephone service more than like because a lot of the places there don't have like really well uh, engineered telephone systems. So WhatsApp mm-hmm. has become like a very like highly used thing there and when it shut down it like for us it shut down it was kind of a big deal but for them that's like their main way they get in touch with people how they talk mm-hmm. to each other so it was like that whole thing was way bigger in like the southern uh world than it than it was for us uh i was going to say about the Nobel uh peace prize that i i feel the last years they have given it um, a lot to like uh, ever uh, like Things that has to do with environment. So I'm kind of happy that they give it to someone that's kind of fighting for uh, press freedom because that's something I'm very like personally engaged in. So it's something the freedom, the freedom of press is very important for me, and it's something that I I I, I think it's it's happy. I've read about this uh, guy from Russia and he's. Good friends with um, with the guy that's staying there from the states. That uh, um, yeah, we talked about uh, Snowden. So oh okay. Uh, I guess William Shatner just got back from space. By the way, I'm just reading that. Just oh yeah, he's the oldest man in space, ninety years old. Right. Uh, Congratulations, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh. I wonder if he, like, uh, talks saying, fly me to the moon as they were doing it. <laughs> fly me to the moon. Let me. <laughs> <coughs> I I think he was trying to escape to the moon because he's the Zodiac killer. Right, I thought it was Ted Cruz. or Was it Ted Cruz's oh, dad? Ted Cruz's his dad. Dad was the Zodiac killer? Zodiac. <laughs> uh, but officials in California say said the man identified by private investigator as the Zodiac killer is not currently a suspect. Okay, so on Wednesday, uh, the case breakers, a group of cold case specialists, named a man who died in 2018 as the killer... But the FBI and local police have pushed back against the allegations. Uh, this The serial killer murdered at least five people terrorizing a San Francisco Bay Area in the late 1960s. Police and newspaper reports uh, received hundreds of tips each year for possible suspects. Uh, but the case breakers are a team of over 40 volunteers from law enforcement, military, legal, and academic backgrounds. They say the physical and forensic evidence all connect to a man named Gary Francis Post, uh, uh, the group whose website boasts fresh leads on several high-profile cases, says it also, oh, that Post is a very strong suspect in the death of of teen girls, uh, 
and a case that has never before been linked to the Zodiac Killer. So they even found like a different murder that happened. Um, among the claims are similarities between him and a police sketch from 1969, and in particular, the irrefutable likeness of a scar on their foreheads. The case breakers also deciphered the letters uh, from Zodiac containing anagrams of his name within the coded letters. In Wednesday press release, an unofficial task force said it had signed up eyewitnesses, filed court affidavits, and secured decades of pictures from Post's former dark room over the course of a 10-year statewide examination. Uh, but law enforcement agencies have batted down the claims of the group. So they're saying that that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, I saw... I looked into this, and it it looked very, like, uh, plausible. The exclamation they were giving was very plausible. E- everything seemed very plausible, but, yeah, I guess uh, it's it's more fake news in a way. Or, it, it, it well, maybe the police just haven't done enough inf- investigation into the claims itself, and so they haven't come out with, like, oh, yeah, it definitely was this person or what. They're probably investigating this, I guess, is my point still. Uh, They just Mm -hmm. haven't made a 100% determination. That's my guess. Uh, A a Virginia web designer who did help crack the cipher told uh, the Chronicle on Wednesday that it was unlikely the killer was to include his name in the letters. Well, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they were coded letters. And he, yeah, there was always kind of like, because he sent those letters, there was always the idea that he wanted to get caught. He ne- just never got mm-hmm. caught. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if they found him or not. But it's it's a, the same thing with every time they find a new a case for a new Jack the Ripper. I take it a little, with a little grain of salt. It's because every every book about like the identity of Jack the Ripper or the Zodiac Killer and or something like that will come down to speculation. I don't know. I think that those two cases are a bit different just because the difference in time. Like the Zodiac Killer could still be alive, where Jack the Ripper would never. Sure. Right. So and yeah, yeah, if you found now, if you found evidence, I think for the Zodiac Killer, like physical evidence you could like test it for dna still where jack the ripper mm. i'm not necess- i don't think dna would still be around so yeah there's a there's few differences there but i get your point yeah they, uh, they did uh, uh, because one of the uh, in the ripperology one of the few things i know something about uh, but uh, they they thought one of the painters of that time was uh, a killer and they tested the blood from his paintings and found out that like he wasn't Jack the Ripper. Was very very cool. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, talking about signals uh, and things like that. Uh, when it comes to, for example, the Havana syndrome, has there been any other strange signals in the way? Uh, radio radio waves, unusual radio waves sent from the middle of the Milky Way, has experts confused. Astronomers have detected uh, signals coming from the center of the Milky Way galaxy, leading experts to believe uh, there's an undiscovered stellar object that could be behind it. 
objects throughout the galaxy have changing magnetic fields that can produce radio waves. During its life cycle, a star emits light across electromagnetic spectrum, including some waves visible oh, invisible to the human eye. The amount of light a star gives off depends on where it is in its current cycle. But the radio waves picked up by the team of international researchers are unusual. Uh, Zit Tang Wang, lead author of the study, uh, published in Astrophysical Journal and doctoral candidate of the University of Sydney, said the object's brightness varies dramatically and will sometimes randomly switch on and off. Oh. Hmm. The strangest, uh, this is a quote, the strangest property of his new signal is that it's at a very high polarization, which means that the light oscillates in only one direction, but that direction rotates with time, and we've never seen anything like that, he said. Wow. Uh, that is weird. <laughs> Wang added his team originally thought the signal came from a pulsar, a heavily dense, rapidly spinning star. Uh, solar flares can go off for minutes or hours, making them in, in sense random. This was dismissed as a cause, however, because radio waves don't match what we expect from those type of objects. All right. Hmm. So they have no idea what it is. I mean, what, I, I, I... What it is, yeah. They I mean, it makes sense if it's in, like, a solar system of some type that maybe it turning on and off is actually just another object passing in between us and mm. the signal. You know what I mean? Uh, that was what I was thinking, yeah. Right. Uh, but f the whole thing of it, the way that the light is only going in one direction and then it changes mm -hmm. over time, that's inter that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <sighs> like I said, I love the quote by this comedian that says, why look for intelligent life on other planets when you hardly can find it here? <laughs> That's still one of my favorite quotes of all time. But yeah, maybe there are something out there, Look. Well, yeah, and maybe they're trying to get a hold of us. That's the, you know, that would be the most interesting idea here, is that these are, like, some kind of signal from other some other civilization somewhere. That's, that's I, cool to think I'm, about. If it's true, yeah. probably not, but... They're saying there's no Subway 29... There's no two nine in the subway sandwich. That's what the uh, aliens are trying to tell us. They're trying to tell us it's not tuna. Mm -hmm. Is that what they're saying? It's not tuna. <laughs> it's cats. <laughs> We're from the future. It's us from the future trying to tell ourselves that it's not that <laughs> the tuna fish sandwiches are actually cats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meow. That sounds like a, um, actually a pretty good sci-fi movie. <laughs> like the main character would be this like super like maybe mid 30s early 40s cat lady who has like 40 cats and everybody thinks she's crazy because she can talk to aliens and it's all like totally it, it true that'd be awesome true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the things we think of when we do this podcast hashtag uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, tell, tell, tell me about the Subway sandwiches. Uh, federal, we talked about this before, obviously, but a federal judge in California dismisses the case against Subway on Thursday, which had been brought, or brought by consumers who alleged that the tuna in its sandwich was not authentic. Uh, judge John Tiger in U.S. District Court of Northern District of California 
that's a long name, said he read the complaint and struggled to find any reliance claims. Okay, the lawsuit which Subway, Subway has labeled... Uh, oh, the lawsuit which accused Subway of mislabeling the contents of its tuna sandwiches made headlines filed earlier this year. Uh, mm-hmm. The suit also alleged that Subway profited from mislabeling the tuna products by using cheaper ingredients. The products are made from some mixture of various concoctions, the suit claimed. Subway, Subway defended itself, saying the claims were meritless. Uh, in a previous statement to Insider, Subway said, Our tuna is the most popular sandwich. Our restaurants receive 100% wild-caught tuna. Mixed, it, mix it with mayo and serve it fresh, uh, freshly made uh, sandwiches to our guests. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The Washington Post, th- though, reported that the judge's dismissal was not based on any findings about the contents of the tuna, but instead centered on the fact that the plaintiffs did not meet legal standards to sue the company. So, it, mm. this lawsuit is not saying that the tuna is tuna. It's just saying that they, the judge found it as like a, uh, the case not to be up to par for to sue a company. Mm. I'm not sure if I agree to that, to be honest. I mean, if I was... If I sued a restaurant that said they uh, were serving frog legs and they came out with, like, leopard or... I think it has more to do with the paperwork they put into the court because it says here from Tiger, the judge, to me, hi... Heightened pleading standards, plaintiffs still needed to describe the specific statements they saw and relied upon when they saw the statements and where the statements appeared. Because they failed to do so, the complaint does not satisfy the court standards. So, uh, so it could be just that they just have a bad lawyer. Yeah, or yeah, the fi- somehow they filed it wrong. It also could be that the, that Subway has really good lawyers, which I'm guessing they probably do. <laughs> Yeah, it could also be that. You're right, because they they could have seen the filings and gone, this isn't right, get it thrown out, judge, right? So, mm-hmm. Have you ever heard, like done a game where you, you've been asked to say something very fast, like ten times after each other? Sure, I mean, and, and yeah. And it changes, like, it changes meanings the, the faster you say it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Can you think of any things like that on the top of your tongue? Well, MSNBC has an anchor uh, on their... I think she has her own show. Um, Casey Hunt is her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one to say ten times fast. <laughs> it took me a minute before I I understood it to be 110%. <laughs> Honest with you. <laughs> yes. I can see how that is. Uh... That could be an issue. <laughs> do, do not do that in public. <laughs> Somebody uh... listening to the podcast and they're just doing it to themselves. Like, how, how, Why is Fro laughing off that? That isn't funny. Oh, it is funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, let's see uh, what the crowd uh, are chanting. Yeah, okay, so this was at Sparks 300 at Talladega, okay? Uh, This guy, Brandon Brown, won the race, and people started chanting in the background, 
Um, so let's hear what happens. Okay, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me. They're definitely saying, let's go, Brandon. Brandon. How she yeah. pretends there to say, "Let's go, Brian, Brown, Brandon." Like that's what, like, the guy's name is Brandon Brown. So she was like, "Oh, they're they're chanting, let's go, Brandon.'" <laughs> so the there's a lot of speculation here. Did she mishear it? But then, like, if you listen back to it, there's this point where she like, "Oh, listen to the crowd chanting," and then she she takes like a pause, like a half step pause, and then mm. she goes. Let's go, Brandon. Almost like somebody in her ear is like, don't, don't say what they're saying or whatever. <laughs> My guess is she was like talking to him. She's got somebody in her ear talking like from the, you know, the room, uh, the mm -hmm. control room and everything. And she's listening to what he's saying. She's not really even probably hearing what they're saying. It just sounds like a chant, you know, in the background. Mm -hmm. And so she starts to acknowledge it. And then the people in the back are like, don't. That's not, don't, they're saying something we, should, we don't want you to say. So then she was just like, on the fly, was just like, oh, they're chanting mm -hmm. for you. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. but then now, like, Trump Republicans are coming out and saying, this is proof of uh, fake news that NBC was just trying to hide the fact that they were saying, uh, fuck Joe Biden. It's all a conspiracy uh, because of the mainstream, the liberal mainstream media, fro. Uh the liberal mainstream media. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if somebody in the back was like, because uh, she acknowledged it. Somebody is like, uh, they're saying, they're saying, uh, thank you, Brandon. That's what they're saying or whatever mm -hmm. she said. Let's uh, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. But it's like, say fuck you, Biden, and let's go, Brandon. They 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 kind of sound similar, but barely. I'm not sure. Uh, I like the word fuck. Do you uh, like the word fuck? It, I mean, definitely, uh, I don't think we would have this story being a, a thing in the news right now if they weren't, <laughs> if they were just saying, we don't like oh. Joe Biden, we don't like no. him, <laughs> like, that would not be as, uh... <laughs> appealing it wouldn't be as like shocking so there's I don't think Joe Biden is a good president I don't think <laughs> Joe Biden is a good president <laughs> yeah though I don't agree to his economic policy that well it also doesn't it's not a great chant but like Joe Biden's mean Joe Biden's mean Joe Biden's mean would probably not be as newsworthy yeah, then fuck Joe Biden. Right. Yeah, I think people do listen more when people say fuck. Uh, and uh, funny enough, Tron is going to tell the truth about that. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Well, I've been doing this for many years now. I don't know how many people listen. So, I try to separate this segment from another digital citizen and sometimes play it yeah, just as one normal segment on 
speaker yeah on spotify and so on so i tried to find out what will make people listen to my segment and it's funny i can talk about guns election about the horrible things in the world and nobody really gives much attention but people are so predictable when i mention the word fuck if i for example say united states and go fuck themselves they'll listen fuck this shit also get a lot of listeners you can go fuck yourself you can go fuck yourself a piece of shit it's not often you may say that i use this this word often i don't i've been making hundreds of this trying to test the truth in the word fuck now they well i use this word fuck a lot but not in the title but when i use it in the title people definitely listen i don't know why if I say fuck capitalism, well, then people to the left have two things they hate. Capitalism and the, love, the word fuck. Oh, that was love, not hate. So, why is people so easy? During the Roman Empire, they had public toilets. So, archaeologists have been finding writing on the wall. Well, what were they writing on the wall in the toilet, you say? Yeah, they did talk about people who are fucking each other in the ass. They have some ruined or like old Norwegian writing on the state of a church in old Norwegian. I mean, it translated that this was about people who go fuck each other in the ass again. People have not moved much on. If you told me fucking about fucking in the ass or go fuck yourself, all kinds of different variations, people find it very interesting. The humor. It's not changed much either. In old Japanese writing and paintings, you can find monsters who have the biggest weapon is to fart. Fart battles. Fart and shit and ass and fuck. The same shit, fuck and ass goes over and over again. Well, I will not be that predictable. But I wonder <laughs> why you ask sometimes you ask me, why don't people ever change I don't know. We're doing the same mistakes all over again and all over again and all over again. We said it's humor change. Yes, it does. The humor we got away in the 80s is quite different from the one in the 90s and what we was getting away with in the 90s, we'll get away with right now. But some elements are still there. Fuck, shit, ass, and tits, and dicks, and all kinds of rational making fun about people's sexuality or how they fuck or just making fun of fucking seems to be the easiest way in the world to get people's attention so I don't know how many variation or shit and fucking ass or diarrhea or things I can do maybe I can put some group sex some gang bang um, licking pussy into mix too and see how much listeners I can get but I like to talk about politics and the most important things in the world, so that kind of language can really go fuck himself. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Thank you, Tron. I do agree. Uh, and I, we thank you for all those years you have done Tron, Tron Tells the Truth. It, uh, it's actually one of my favorite things to listen to during the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, nice, it's always a nice change of pace right after the yeah. news to like change it change up voices and then we go into tv 
Yeah. And uh, let's start with Baking Impossible. That is not the Norwegian uh, title. The Norwegian <laughs> title is Impossible Baking Goods. Impossible Baking Goods. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, directly translated. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a baking show, believe it or not. <laughs> Whatever could lead you into thinking it's a baking show, I don't know. Uh, where you have engineers and bakers together. Right. Uh, their first task is to make a boat. And I have to tell you, look, uh, I usually don't get tricked into watching shows. But I watch every single episode of this. Oh, really? Uh, I, I only saw a few episodes. I mean, I, I, I didn't really have a lot of time, but uh, I thought it was right. good, though. This is way better really than, like, good. a normal cooking yes. show. <laughs> I, but I, I think the reason is two things. Uh, they have gotten uh, a good host. He has uh, also, like, have had uh, been a host for a show before. He's okay. a magician. Uh, I thought it was that, okay. I didn't think it was great. Okay. But uh, I think uh, their greatest find is the contestants and the judges. Like, there, there's, so, there's so many good ones. And I, I think, I think uh, their, their uh, tasks are so incredibly fun. Uh, definitely, I think, the best ones were the robots. Uh, uh, and later, you will also have a crash test dummy uh, theme that was also incredibly fun. Huh. But yeah, the thing that you have to like uh, create things with baking and engineering, that is so incredibly funny. And that's one of the reasons why I... I this is maybe my favorite like baking shows in quite a while. Uh, I... I like the engineering part, I guess, more than I like the baking part. Uh, but I do like the concept, like, each episode, there's, like, an engineering part of it, which, like, or a scoring mm -hmm. part of it, where it's, like, uh, you have to complete this task using the engineering. But then there's mm -hmm. also the taste scoring, because the thing that they make out of food also has to taste good, right? Mm -hmm. So it's... Mm -hmm. That in in a way I like that, but at the same time it makes the scoring of this incredibly confusing. Um, I would have liked to seen a little more of like how the the contestants got put together because it definitely just seems like they were thrown yeah. together like at random, which that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, like I said, the en the engineering part's the most interesting part. Mm -hmm. um, at least in the first episode, it was clear like this one team has a huge advantage because they decided they were going to try to test their boat and everybody else was mm -hmm. stu dumb and was, didn't even think about testing at all. I didn't understand mm -hmm. how nobody thought of testing anything. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm sure that in later episodes they learned that lesson, I'm assuming, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So in that way, the show also is kind of a learning experience because most, you know, these bakers have never had to engineer anything and these engineers... Well, they probably bake something, but not to the degree that they're doing here, uh, the advanced mm -hmm. level of baking. So each contestant is also learning stuff as as they go along and trying to adapt. So that makes the reality show part of it interesting. So overall, mm. I don't know what you gave it, but I gave it a 6.5. I actually gave this a 7, yeah. 
uh, like I said, I very good contestants, and it tricked me to watch every single episode. So <laughs> I usually don't get like oh sucked into it, but yeah, no, this really sucked me into watching everything. One thing, if you really overthink it a lot, you you'll be like, wait, but each of these engineers is in like a different field of engineering, so one is going to always yeah. have like an advantage over the rest depending on the challenge, yeah. right? Um, but I guess you could say that about any baking competition as well. Like one baker mm-hmm. is going to be better in re- in regular life at baking certain things, so they're inherently mm-hmm. going to have an advantage on that. So yeah, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. I saw something you saw last week: uh, escape the Undertaker, uh, choose your own adventure WWE thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely felt like it was shot by WWE. Uh, oh, definitely. The camera. <laughs> it was fun. I I actually did enjoy playing it a couple times i didn't mm. i didn't fail did you fail <laughs> uh no okay so i, I don't think i don't think you can fail this yeah no. um i tried yeah i did too <laughs> well i i only did it twice but i specifically right. the second time tried to fail and couldn't yeah. so i assume that you can't but maybe i just am too uh, maybe i'm just too good at, at choose your own adventures um <laughs> I don't think that's it, though. I mean, it's very cheesy, but it's also kind of funny because the New Day's got their comedic parts in there. But a lot of the Mm. lines are very stilted and broken, especially in between certain um, decisions. Because in this, you, as I said, choose your own adventure, you're making decisions. So when you choose a decision, what it does is it decides to go in one path or another. And sometimes, at least for me when I was watching it, there were certain transitions between... Uh, the last scene and then and then the next scene where I was like, "What just happened? I'm so confused!" Like mm, all of a sudden mm. they're in a whole different place. Like I made the decision, but now you didn't show them. There's one decision right at the beginning that you do every time where you have to decide to go uh, towards the fog, or towards the door, or towards the basement, or something like that. Um, mm. and you choose go to the basement or let's say and so you go to the basement but instead of showing them split up and then one of them going to the basement you're just all of a sudden in the basement does that make sense i know right yeah, yeah, so yeah. those kind of things are kind of broken in the sense of like making it look uh smooth as a story mm-hmm. because of the choose your adventure part so uh i'll give it a 3.5 probably it's pretty cheesy but kind of silly and fun <laughs> i really liked it yeah uh, I saw an Australian anthology series uh, called Fires uh, about the mega fires uh, that devastated right, uh, right, yeah. Australia. Uh, and it's uh, based on the extraordinary people of the people that survived uh, last summer's catastrophe. Um, yeah, six parts. Uh, I saw two or one. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But okay, I, I, I at least saw one, uh, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, very special, very uh, dramatic, very good. Uh, I give it six point five. Uh, I saw season five, episode one of Young Sheldon from. Oh, really? It just started again. Okay. Cool. Yep, it just started uh, this week. It's, it, I don't want to ruin anything for this first episode because there's actually a thing you could get spoiled, but in the original series of Big Bang, we find out something 
about his family and something that he they talk about in the original series ends up happening in this series kind of you know so that it actually follows the timeline of what we were told on the original okay. series uh, I know what it is then right <laughs> Uh, but yeah. it, it seems to happen in a different way th than how they talked about it on the original series. They kind of changed okay. a little bit, but it doesn't mean that it's 100% changed. It just means, I don't know, you just have to see it, how they did it. Mm -hmm. um, the first episode was kind of funny. Uh, I don't think this was as good as the other seasons, but it's still like maintaining whatever quality it had as like a network reality or network sitcom. Uh, so I'll give it a four on the dot. I'll give it a four. Oh, uh, let's talk about sitcoms, because I've seen a sitcom this week. Uh, pretty smart uh, on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, I did watch this. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. This sure is a show. Uh, so... This show about is about a very intelligent woman, very intelligent woman, that moves uh, into her sister's uh, because her fiance dumped her, uh, and her sister is dumb as a bread, and all her friends are stupid as well, and that is the that is more or less the the story behind this show. And it's like, oh, one one clever girl lives with all stupid people. Right. It's and... it's it's like if it's for some reason this is the what the show is saying is like if you're if you're smart, being around regular or like even less than average smart pe like dumb people, that mm. it's a nightmare to be around those people if you're smart. Terrible. <laughs> right. It's so hard for you to be around stupid people if you're smart. Because you can't that... connect with any of them. You There's no right. way to have a human connection, apparently, with anybody if you're smart. Unless they're another smart person. And that isn't true because Luke is my friend and I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> I don't think that, but I don't know. I mean, that's where the comedy comes from, and yeah, yeah. Some I do like a few of these actors. The girl who plays the sister, I've always been a fan of in yes, other things. She's very funny. The one guy, um, the friend who gets the gets the shed. I what's I can't mm -hmm. remember what the, yeah. the character yes. name is, but he is yeah. actually very funny in the show. I think I liked this more than you did, to be honest. Okay, yeah, no, it it is. Uh, it, it was that good that I saw absolutely every episode. So oh, okay. Yeah, I was like... something. When you first originally said something about this to me, you made it sound like, oh, it's really, really bad. And so maybe I went in with also some low expectations. And when I started watching, I'm like, it's, a, you know, it's it's definitely a just crappy sitcom. Uh, not is. very well shot. The acting, nope. the bad uh, jokes. Some of them are really bad jokes. But it, you know, in but, that way, it has charm, kind of. So, and that is my problem with it. <laughs> it's so incredibly charmy, right? And I, 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 I have to say, uh, I'm not going to spoil too much, but the love story in this uh, comedy was just to eat from, and the, I, I think the gay guy in this is maybe my favorite actor in this. He's so fucking hilarious. Uh, I love him. He's yeah, I, so I guess funny. that is really the thing that 
that got me about the show is that I did laugh a bunch of times. It did have a lot of good yeah. jokes. It had some, even had a few slapstick st things that I was not expecting that were actually funny, which is rare these days. So, overall, I don't know, what'd you give it? I gave it a six. Oh, I gave, well, I gave it a 5.5, so we're, we're damn close, but... Yeah. I mean, it's super yeah. in the middle, but just yeah. barely better than middle of the road i mean the it's really funny the some of the problems is like the dialogue and the cam oh, the, the cam the camera is yeah. very, the camera work is very you know standard yeah. sitcom so and i i think uh, this uh, my main problem is actually that the main actress is not good her sister is but the main actor is not uh yeah well at least she's not good at playing this character i, I don't know right if, right exactly um one of us is lying. Uh, this was on. Yeah. Was on the peacock. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely a yeah series. This is very young adult uh, <coughs> drama, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's about a high school where five. It's like the beginning is very much a Breakfast Club, right? The five kids who end up in detention or whatever, but then instead and of them, gossip girl. <laughs> yeah, instead of them like yeah, instead of them meeting or getting together and all becoming friends at the end, one of them dies and they all are, mm -hmm. are suspicious of each other because they're wondering maybe who killed this guy. Uh, what was it? A pe peanut allergy? Right, he got peanut. Mm -hmm. Somebody put peanut dust or something in his in his drink and killed him. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I guess the other thing is somehow they took all the epipens out of all the. Mm -hmm. everywhere out of his bag and out of the nurse's office uh, just to take this guy out but he was what uh, what what's a good word for what he did he was a he was gossip gal if you ever have seen gossip girl, oh yeah like... i guess yeah that's a good way he was yeah, yeah. yeah but if you haven't how do you describe that to somebody like uh <sighs> someone that really gossip, likes to radio yeah. show yeah. podcaster but about his high school specifically i guess is a good right. way to put it yeah um but everybody knew that this guy was the was the gossip guy who was spreading dirt on everybody in his high school they all knew it mm -hmm. it was like and so there's all these people who might have wanted to kill him right that's the show yeah what do you think of it yeah uh it's bad and it's definitely not good uh I'm two episodes and I think I'm probably out. Uh, I'm a little interested in who killed him and why, so maybe I will like watch this last episode just to see the solution. Uh, but I know I know the solution in the book because I've read the book, so I'm kind of indifferent to it. I really like the book. I have to say that, but I am quite a yaw reader, so... You think they could change it up for the show, just to trick people? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They could do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, actually, this cinematography, camera work was pretty good in this. I thought most of the actors did a fine job. I think the dialogue was not good. I think right. the characters... I mean, it's from a book... So I guess I have to blame the author of the book, but these characters mm -hmm. are so one-dimensional and just like... Uh, I couldn't agree more. Our, the cheerleader is the classic cheerleader girl. The bad yeah. boy who rides the motorcycle and wears a leather jacket. You have the nerd kid. You know, It's like 
these characters are so base level that you can't really see them as a real person. So, uh, and I don't know if that's how it came across in the book. I guess I can ask you because you read the book. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it, like I said, I liked the book, but, uh, I think I think uh, where it misses here, in my point, from my point of view, that's someone that liked the book, is that they are making every character in in the book that I had somewhat sympathy for uh, not sympathetic at all. Then that's maybe my biggest flaw with the series, where where you're supposed to like care of who kill uh, who the killer is. Here I really really don't care in the book i cared okay uh yeah so my guess is they dumbed down the characters for the tv show just that's yeah yeah which is not surprising i guess that's i don't know that's how they do it with some tv shows and movies not even just movies not, not even just tv shows i mean you see it in movies all the time as well so oh definitely uh yeah i gave this a i'll give it a four though yeah, I will give it a three and a half. Uh, the one thing that the one saving grace is the mystery aspect that makes you want to see more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else, yeah. I could be kind of take it or leave it. So, yeah, I saw Shucky, uh, the first episode. Of oh yeah, Shucky. me too. Uh, this is on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, it's uh, right after not the remake, but the last Shucky movie. So I was a little like, oh, uh, I, I, I... See, I was confused. I didn't know that until getting partway into it, but the last Chucky movie I saw was Bride of Chucky, which was, like, many right. movies ago. So, But I still didn't feel lost, just for people. Yeah. No, and and I, I, I kind of didn't feel lost either, because you don't really, really need to know anything from the last movie. As far as I, I, I think, uh, but yeah, no, this was uh, more fun than I was thinking it would be. Uh, I think my favorite scene is when he goes to uh, the competition and becomes that trivial uh, uh, quest. Uh, it will be interesting to see how 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 uh, they work the story of Shocky being a serial killer into this and things like that. So. Uh, but I will give it a 5.5. Well, I'm looking up the Chucky movies right now, and actually I saw, I also saw Seed of Chucky. I totally forgot about that one. That's the one where they have okay. a kid, the two dolls have a child. Oh, my. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It was from 2004. I just forgot that one even existed. And then there were two after that, Curse of Chucky and then Cult of Chucky, which I think Cult of Chucky is the one that it, this is coming after because then in 2019 they did child's play which was a remake Mm. of the original i believe right yes so that one it it doesn't really count in the timeline in between the movies and the tv show um because it's like a a weird extra movie where they just Mm. updated things yeah i thought the main actor was really good it's clear they did a really good job of making it for TV. That's the one thing. I, Chucky movies are specifically known for being very violent and gross. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, how are they going to get around that? And it's clear they're like, oh, you can electrocute people and puke all over their legs. And that's mm-hmm. uh, you can do that on TV and it's not gory, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like that they're making they're finding ways around 
to make it still a good horror movie, but have it be mm -hmm. available to be on regular television, which I think is pretty uh, clever of them, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, in yeah, this... I think they are being they are being smart. Yeah, I think that yeah. And I think I like this that. followed up pretty well to the original. I think probably the guy on the phone that called him about the doll is probably the original character from, you know, the... Uh, yes. Whatever his name was from the original movie. Like, the the boy uh, from the original movie. Yes. But he's going to be all grown up, right? So... That's that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Um. So that should be an interesting... If they ever meet up, uh, mm. the whole high school thing with him in the gymnasium that was a little cheesy that was the one part where i got thrown out of it and was like is this mm. a dream or is this actually like actually happening right now why would this girl <laughs> his this high school cheerleader girl go up on stage and just lambast this other student in front of the whole you know student body and their parents and no mm -hmm. teacher or anybody would stop her why would that happen <laughs> <laughs> that part I was like, this is makes no sense, but everything else was really good, so I gave it a, a seven. Okay, cool. Uh, what's the next thing you seen? Uh, see, we talked about that. Oh, I guess we should do CSI Vegas first before we yes, do the other. Let's... Before I do the last thing I saw. Mhm. Mm we can do that. Uh, yeah, this seems like they brought back a bunch of the original characters from CSI, right? Some older, mm -hmm. uh, as like mentors kind of to some younger characters in in the CSI Vegas. Um, and then right at the very end, we see they're bringing back like the main CSI guy, whatever mm -hmm. his name is. Like at the yeah. very end of the first episode. Um, yeah, love him. Sure, I'm not a big fan of CSI. This was kind of... I'm such a fan. So I'm I'm very happy to see this. <laughs> I always just the one thing about CSI is I like the mystery parts of it. So I like the murder mystery aspects of it. A lot of the dialogue is super cringe. I basically always fast forward through the montage scenes of them like look at me doing test tubes. I've got a <laughs> I've got a beaker and I'm looking into a microscope now. That part I'm always like <laughs> I can fast forward through this. I know, and it, there's one of the, there's one or two of those montages in in every episode of CSI. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I like. Uh, I was a big fan of the original. I was a little skeptical giving going into this. I was thinking, oh, uh, are they going to like try to uh, like do the same? I didn't think they. Uh, updated it uh, wrongly i i i was satisfied i was very like i was genuinely surprised of how respectful they were to uh the material they were was working from i know that you don't care but i cared so yeah well, it's made made by the same people. Jerry Brockheimer did it, and that's who did sure, it. Sure, sure, so. but but they they could have updated it and made it like even more like futuristic and like. Oh, I see. I think that I think the tone of the show is is more or less like the original. Oh, definitely, so, it's definitely yeah. It keeps on par with like the tone of the show for sure. Uh, I never really liked the original, so I guess this I'm gonna give like a three. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those network shows that, like, the it's so formulaic, kind of, so there, that's one negative of one of these kind of shows. Uh, let's see, what was it I saw? Uh, the Haunted Museum. This is on Discovery Plus. Uh, it is uh, the stories of uh, things in the sack. Baggenen's Las Vegas Museum, uh, and it is a short uh, stories uh, that is uh, uh, made by Elas Moss uh, uh, Roth, sorry, uh, and uh, it's like we uh, and it follows like the story behind the things from his museum with commentary from him himself. Uh, and it's terrible, and it's one of the worst things I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Dollhouse of the Damned and Monsters in the Machine is the two episodes I've seen, uh, and I give it a whopping one. Okay, and last thing I saw, I guess, was Ghosts the U.S., I guess we'll call it Ghost, the United States <laughs> the version. States version, yes. Oh, Luke, why, why, why did I do this? I mean, it wasn't bad, bad. I, it's just the fact, like, if if you had like taken your mind, that, like, remove the original series from your mind and be like, I've never mm. seen the original material, I would have been I would like this. Yeah, it would yeah. be like, okay, this is fine, whatever. It's a pretty good sitcom. It's not as good as the original because the jokes aren't as good. But the real problem, just because we've seen the original, is that they direct. They just, they just stole it direct. They didn't try to like make anything really that different at all. They didn't try to like um, change any Did plot anything? lines. Yeah. Well, obviously, some of the anything? characters are slightly different. Like the war general in the British one is a British war general, and this one in its American war general. That's different. The the one hippie chick in this is not in in the original in oh, yeah, the original. She's not the original. No. And then obviously we have the Native American man because why would that be in the British version? That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, we have that kind of in the British version, though. Well, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, like, not a Native. Uh, why would there be a Native no, no, American no. in the British version? Um, that that's one thing I really didn't like about this one is that. In the British version, the uh, the one guy, the, the, the caveman, he's can, like he can talk, but he can barely talk because he's a caveman. Yeah, and here he's a Viking for some strange reason. I don't. Well, because they discovered America first, I think. But he can talk very good. Right, like he's the one that has like the accent or whatever but then the native american guy is just like he talks like he's from uh <laughs> san san bernardino <laughs> it's like what is going on here well, i got so weirded out by that but then i thought about it and he can't really do like a stereo like one of those bad stereotypical native american accents either i guess not. but I, what i think they should have probably done is where he couldn't 
like he could only speak his native tongue and everybody else had to understand him like yeah that's that the way i probably would have done it but that i don't know yeah would it have worked i don't uh, there's just something's very wrong about it to me i don't know it feels really weird watching it but other than that everything's the same the guy who loses his head and can't mm -hmm. find it and it's rolling around mm -hmm. um i guess the one thing that's different is that she can go out and see ghosts outside of the castle, which I don't think that yeah, was. Yeah, that, that, they didn't do that in the first one, no. Because she can see the doctor. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So there are a few slight differences, but the storyline elements are all exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Now it feels very... Uh, for me that knows the original, this feels very like, why? Like, it, it isn't the office... Uh, where I like the British version, but I actually like the American. There's so much version. different, though. Yeah. Like where yeah. this is like a mirror copy, but in a mirror that's like a dark, the dark crystal mirror where everything changes and looks wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. But uh, I, I like 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 you said, there's nothing terribly wrong with this, other than for me. I don't really understand why we need this. Uh, even with the American version of The Office, that was some, like, years later. This is still on British TV. My only explanation is that American uh, TV executives think that Americans are too stupid to understand the British sense of humor and that we need it all done in, like, an American style. But it's style. the same humor. I know, I, but, yeah. like... It's not. Uh, there's certain dry, dry, a certain dryness to the British version that is is slightly not there for this. I don't know if that True. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're they just. I think they feel like British people and American people don't have the same sense of humor, so we can't just like put the other put the British version on TV and expect people to like it because they're American, not British. And it's like we're all just people. Right. We're all human beings, so I don't understand why there would be... <laughs> Especially in episode two, I saw uh, I saw a lot of, like, it was shot for shot from, from the oh, first, yeah. from the UK show. Especially when they are in the cellar. Like, I remember that cellar uh, joke where, like, he asks, oh, are there only two? And it's, like, 14 people around him, and, and she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they def I mean, the jokes are, like, same like what I said, the story elements of it are all pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my biggest complaint. So I'm going to give this a three. Uh, I give it a five. I think it it's right in the middle for, just because we've only seen a couple episodes, I would say it is a, in my, for, like, the next one, it can either go up or down, and we'll, we'll see. Hmm. That's how I'm feeling about it. Uh, Luke, we decided that uh, this week will be the last week we do Squid Game uh, in one-in-one -one episode. Because last week we said, oh, oh, gosh, there's so many spoilers online. Well, take my hat and hold it, sir, because that has been magnified now to a thousand percent. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably more than that. Uh, there's definitely... <laughs> it's, it's, like, impossible. <laughs> it's basically impossible at this point, and everybody's <laughs> yeah. talking about it, and there's so many memes, and it, the... Uh, 
so many videos and everything, and even I was watching H3, and it, I heard that they were going to do some type of uh, Squid Game thing or whatever, and so I'm listening to it and blah, whatever, this or that, and then I was working at the time, so I didn't even notice, like, oh, all of a sudden I'm in the Squid Games thing. And, uh, but I'm, li I was listening to it, not watching it. So I really don't even know what yeah. happened with it. But at the, I mean, just that right there is like, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's getting to the point where it's impossible to not get spoiled. So I yeah. think yeah. we're going to do this episode and then next week we're going to do episode five through nine all in one week. Mm -hmm. And hopefully yeah. if we watch it fast enough, we won't get spoiled for what happens. Not only that is like. Uh, I think Froze got a little FOMO because everybody else knows what happened, and and we got we're waiting. Don't you think? Yeah, uh, definitely. Froze has got a little uh, case of FOMO. Because every uh, like I I also am feeling like I really want to watch all these videos that are coming out about it, but I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> so I can't watch these YouTube videos about it. And there's yeah. like three videos about it every day so i'm like yeah yeah it's getting really annoying to not to have all this content i'm not able to watch uh, on a daily basis so yeah but uh, this is the first time we're going to to see something in a bunch because it's good <laughs> it's like before we have quit doing shows because they're bad we're actually going to quit the show because it's too good I think if it wasn't as like crazy uh, popular online, like I think we would keep doing an episode per week. But since it's mm -hmm. just so impossible to stay away from any kind of spoilers, to stay away from any kind of like, uh, I mean, I've managed pretty much up until this point to, to avoid most of it. But uh, yeah. yeah, so hopefully in the next two days, I'm, I'll finish watching it and then I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Because that's the other thing. It's just kind of having annoying to have to kind of censor everything I want to look at online, right? So yeah, just yeah. because I'm watching a show and waiting week week by week. So hmm. yeah, that's the whole reason we're doing that. But we are doing episode four this week. Stick to the team as alliances from form among the players. One is safe in the dorm after lights out. The third. Game challenges Jin Hun's team to think strategically. Okay. Yeah, this was a good episode with a extremely good cliffhanger. One of the best cliffhangers so far. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, this episode was uh, well. The, at the beginning, the. the the guards give them very little food, but like an egg and some water or something, some kind of mm. soda. I don't know what it really was, but, uh, and, uh, some of the, what the gangster guy and his crew steal a bunch of food and leaving these other people without food. And it causes, because everybody's hungry, it causes a riot, but that's what the, the guards and the man in black wanted all along. Uh, mm. and then we get our third game, which was what tug of war, except a e mm -hmm. extreme tug of war. Actually, is, this is going to be just a reality show in America in about six months. <laughs> it's going to be hosted That's by Liza true. Koshy, and it's going to be no, no, extreme I tug saw, of war. I, I saw on uh, that Mr. Beast is actually making his own version of the of it now. 
no joke. Oh, you saw that? Where did you see that? Yeah. Uh, Keemstar. Oh, okay. Well, he talked yeah. to him about it or something? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know Critical is doing one right now. That's in, like, he's doing multiple days. Okay. Yeah, so there's already one going on of, like, a what do they call I think he's calling it real-life Squid Game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I can't watch that either because I'm I don't want to be spoiled by the games they do. Right. That's like. exactly why I'm not watching it either. But like I said a few weeks ago, it's like now after we finish it, I'm gonna have all this content on YouTube to watch this week also to like catch right. up on everything that's going on with uh different different uh YouTubers because I've just been skipping a lot of videos, so Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, I'm going to give this episode uh, eight and a half. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, for sure. It's talking about Squid Game. Uh, Halloween costumes uh, of Squid Game spike Vans white slip-on sales by 7,800%. Okay. Wow. People uh, are very into Squid Game. The amount of people buying shoes for the Squid Game Halloween costume has caused sales of the white slip-ons to spike... Uh, like I said, 7,800%. Uh, it wasn't even... Uh, yeah, Squid Game is definitely a huge thing that I guess, because it's kind of a horror show and everything, it really does tend itself well to being a Halloween costume. Also, like, mm -hmm. it's very easy if you can find the right kind of, like, uh, what is it called, tracksuit to, like... Mm -hmm. And then get like a number thing to put on it, like a patch or a couple number mm -hmm. patches or whatever. You can get those at like Joanne Fa Fabrics, like super easy. So, yeah, uh, it, this is gonna be this year's uh, what 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 is it called? Harley Quinn, where everybody oh, at a yeah, party yeah. is. It's everybody like e is everybody's dressed up as the same character. You go mm -hmm. to a party and it's just everybody's dressed up as that. Uh, Paramount uh, Plus uh, is getting ready to launch it in Europe. Uh, yeah, it says we'd love to unseat Netflix. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I'm sure you'd love that. That doesn't mean you can you can love a lot of things. I love Ferraris. That doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean I'm gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't believe in positive thinking, Luke? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> CBS Viacom's SVP of Programming and Acquisition said that European, oh, Europe is the next logical step for their pr platform, which is already launched in 25 markets this year, including Latin America, the Nordics, Australia, and Canada. He described Europe as a complicated market to enter, however, not only in terms of quota, the local content, but also the numerous distribution channels, uh, and that their philosophy is ubiquitous distribution. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh... Yeah, there's not that much great content on there, to be honest. I, I've got Paramount Plus, but I mostly have it because it's got uh, Big Brother feeds on it, and it's got Big Brother, and it's got uh, some new movies and stuff. The new movies is like kind of an additional thing to me, besides like Survivor, being able to watch Survivor and other things without having to record them or anything. 
Is surviving uh, survivors starting up again? I think it just started, yeah. And I haven't. It's like a few episodes in. I haven't even started watching it yet. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, yeah, and actually, I was on CBS or not, yeah, it was. I was on Paramount Plus last night, and uh, Bob Hart's Abashula started again. There's three episodes of that out, also, and I did. Ooh. I haven't seen a single commercial or anybody saying it started up again. But I'm gonna watch that this nice. week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good show. Mm-hmm. Show I recommend that I didn't like in the beginning. But could be bad uh, this season. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, now to the most important news of the week, of course. Uh, Turn is to host the 66th Eurovision Song Contest in 2022. There was 17 contestants in, uh, in this uh, bid for having Eurovision. Uh, that is actually one of the, the biggest bids ever. Oh, you mean like six uh, cities that wanted it to come... Yeah, right. Okay. To their their city, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's going to be one of the biggest, uh, largest indoor arenas called Pala Olimpico, uh, and that is from they had uh, the Olympics, so it's very fitting. Um, so the dates uh, is the tenth, the twelfth, and the fourteenth of May. So pretty early this year. Is it an outdoor yeah. arena? No, indoor. Uh, indoor, okay. I was like, that would be different yeah. if they did it in an outdoor arena. That would be kind of interesting. There has been try that, but uh, rain and stuff and music right. is kind of like... It doesn't travel well in like an outdoor space also, probably? No. Yeah, okay. No. That makes sense. But yeah, no. Uh, they had uh, the Winter Olympics in 2006, so it's a pretty new arena. But it, I'm That's guessing it. they're going to probably have to cut it in half or something to do, like, a stage and everything. But I, I'm assuming it's, like, a yeah. sports sports arena. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, Turin is, is quite a nice place. So uh, I was very speculative uh, first that uh, they had to say no because of the corona, but the, the numbers are dwelling down, so... It looks like it's go actually going to host this time, so it will be interesting. It's not that long till we start doing Eurovision season again. Just to plug the Audible again, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen or audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's for audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Get a free book and a free trial if you sign up there. And it also helps us out. They might give us a little mm -hmm. cheddar. And there's good books there. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff to pick from. So no matter what kind of book or story you like to read or listen to, they've got it. And they've got other stuff too. They actually have podcasts and other things there besides books. It's not just books. Yeah, and and in your free month, you can also listen to their like they have a library of of book free books. Right, but yeah. You get free if you're an Audible member. Uh, I have listened to many. And, and like but that. you also get one free that's of mm -hmm. of your choosing, whatever you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a super cool deal. Uh, hey, uh, GC Max. Uh, it seems like uh, she's getting her own TV show. Uh, star on stars. I guess. Um, 
Ghislaine Maxwell, <clears throat> excuse me, Ghislaine Maxwell, life on trial, uh, was being shopped around at me, Meepcom uh, TV market in Cairns. Uh, I guess it's a re it, it's slated to debut on Channel 4 in the UK, but for the US rights, Stars has picked it up. Um, apparently there was a bidding war over this, so I'm not sure if it's good or just everybody wants to get on that Ghislaine Maxwell train, because it says here... Uh, it's slated to debut on Channel 4 following the conclusion of the trial, which is anticipated to end in early 2022. So they're trying... Mm. They they want to have some Ghislaine Maxwell content on file for when she when the trial's over. That makes sense. Mm. That's interesting marketing. They're marketing off of somebody's life to a degree. That's a little... Makes me kind of feel dirty, but what do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes me feel a little dirty, but... I don't know if I care. I think it's a trend, though, that we're seeing, like, the Britney docs that came out after the trial, and then we right. saw everything with the R. Yeah. Kelly after the uh, after he went to trial. We see all these art. So they definitely, they see these trials and these celebrities and go, oh, we better have some content ready for people who are interested in this. So I guess it makes sense, to on, a, like, a marketing mm. perspective. Uh, do you want to hear a funny story? Okay. When it comes to my my movies this week, sure. Uh, all all the movies, well, almost all the movies I have seen has two alternative uh, like titles. It's called like either the one thing or another, depending what country you live in. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I, I was very yeah. confused as to what that meant. Uh, so, for example, one of the movies I've seen this week. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Is cherry pickers in one country, or ankle biters in another? Do you know which one's which? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and that's the alternative title. So uh, this is a horror movie uh, about four very cute girls that uh, plans to kill their uh, soon-to-be uh, stepdad because they think that uh, he's trying to kill their mom uh, when they are actually making love. Oh. It's part of, like, their sex game. Right, okay. It is atrociously funny. It has Colin Mockery in it as one of the detectives. Something I find very funny. Uh, and I love the ending. The ending was very, very smart. Uh, cute kids that can't act, but uh, uh, that's not a real problem. Uh, I give this movie a 6.5. Uh, you know Bella Thorne, Fro? Mm -hmm. uh, I do know Bella Thorne. Instagram famous. She, she was what famous from just almost destroying OnlyFans as well. Uh, but <laughs> lately, she, we've seen her in some movies, and I think both of us agree mm -hmm. she's been... Really good in a lot of Amazing. recent movies we've seen. Yeah. And then I saw this. It's called Habit. Uh, yeah, I've heard about this. Um, <laughs> There's a reason why I haven't seen it. It is a movie. I Oh, wow. The trailer didn't look that bad. I was like, I saw the trailer and was like, that doesn't look too bad. And Bella Thorne's been pretty good in things lately. Mm -hmm. um, it's also got Gavin Rosdale 
in it, like the singer from Bush. I don't know why he's in mm. it, but uh, he guess what? He's not an actor. Um, <laughs> the camera work in this was this was definitely done by just some random, like just out of film school kids. So like. In that sense, like it, it was okay, but l- there was a lot of just really bad camera work, and there's some scenes where it's like, oh, that feels very film school because it'll c- just cut to this like very psychedelic, trippy thing happening all of a sudden for no reason. I don't know, a uh, very Fellini esque kind of trying to be edgy as a director kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the comedy parts of it were a little funny. Uh, it's a, well, I guess I should say what it's about. It's about a girl who. Uh, is kind of a scammer, and she realizes she sees a, a nun outside of a grocery store, like with the bell, you know, with a bucket, um, asking for mm-hmm. donations, and she realizes, uh, oh wait, me and my friends could just pretend to be nuns and go around and get a whole bunch of money, right? Um, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes haywire from there, right? Because then she realizes, oh, I can keep making more money and more money, um. Yeah, that's what it's about. Uh, but if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, this has 0%. It has 20% audience score, by the way. Um, 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb. I gave this a point five. I guess. I give it a point five. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It is a quite an awful film. And the ending, like, it's trying to be all, like, deep and, like, meaningful, and it's just not. It's, like, it's very, uh, I'm 14, then that's deep kind of thing. Well, I've seen a movie that either is called Ascendant or Rising Wolf, depending of where you see it. Those are very uh, different. The other one, at least, was close to each other. That Those are two <laughs> totally different things. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, this is about this girl that is uh, kidnapped and held hostage in a high-speed elevator in Shanghai. Uh, and she has no memory of her past, uh, why she's there, or why, why, what they want from her, anything. And yeah... Uh, when she's pushed to like really her extreme powers, she realizes she has some powers inside of herself, and maybe she has to unlock those to escape. That is more or less what I'm going to say. I really dig this movie. Uh, it has just a four or five percent on Rotten Tomatoes by the audience. I don't really care. I really, really like this. I recommend this very hardly. Uh, I will give it a 7.5, actually. Alright, the other thing I saw was Queen Pins, uh, which we talked about a few weeks ago in in another digital review, uh, Mm -hmm. starring Kristen Bell and Vince Vaughn and Paul Walter Walter Hauser. Uh, It... uh, I, it's pretty funny. I like most of the movie. The whole movie up until the end when it really pissed me off. <laughs> so I can't really Aww. say anything about that, but like, it I has... Those movies. It has yeah. the... I don't... It's just... The ending is just like trying to, I don't know, find a way around the fact that like... Uh, I, I can't even say it. It's just a bad ending, I guess. Just You'd have to see it. Like, I had high hopes for this, and I was like, probably... Th- 
seven eighths of the way through, I would have given this like a I don't know a six point five, but that ending I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna give it a three. Ooh, that's a hard fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine uh, up until that point. I'm telling you. Cool. I saw a movie called VHS ninety four. That is the fourth film in the VHS series. Uh, Weird Al. A horror movie. Uh, sorry. Weird Al. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not probably not. It's definitely Weird Al. Uh, it's a horror anthology uh, movie. This is one and is a Shudder original. This is the best of the um, movies. I like the first one. Uh, on the second one, third one was uh, the best until this one. It is uh, VHS 94, like I said. Uh, four different stories interjected into one. Uh, yeah, I liked every part of of this. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8. Okay. Uh, that was the only movies I saw this week. Me too. Okay. Well, the let's last watch... thing that we saw together. Oh, what did we see? Yeah. What we did we see? We saw a, a little comedy thing. Didn't we look? Oh, I. How did I even? For... I didn't even write that down. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, because it wasn't a movie. That's why I totally forgot. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not going to see the trailer. We say we saw Dave Chappelle, the closer. The closer. Uh, yeah. The new Dave Chappelle stand-up that we talked about last week uh, in the movie news. It um, it wasn't as good as some of his other stand-ups, I thought. But no. we, we both laughed at certain parts. But it, yeah. then there were certain parts where I felt uncomfortable watching it mm -hmm. to a degree. I was I don't know. I mm -hmm. just It felt like watching... It was... He felt a little boomer, maybe. Like he's a he's making the same kind of jokes and stuff that like you would have made in two thousand five, but in two thousand twenty two, they don't really hold up as well, like as comedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just feel uncomfortable and like out of touch yeah. more than funny. Uh, <laughs> but he is old, so he's gonna feel out of touch because he's an old, out of touch guy, I guess. Holy fuck, people have been, like, uh, angry at this as well. I only saw yeah. one video of anybody talking about it, and it, they were talking really? about... I've seen a lot. Really? Okay, well, you, you tell me after this, but all I saw was one, I think it was the Humus Report talked about uh, how he defended J.K. Rowling, Rowling, Rowlins, mm. Rowling, Rollins. Uh, in in the special with I guess he kind of did, but not like I wouldn't say he defended defended, uh, but yeah, he did kind of defend her in a way. I don't know. That was the only thing I saw. What did you see about it? Well, there was this uh, uh, a big hoopla uh, about this transgender uh, woman that uh, Netflix suspended. Uh, because they tweeted about the Dave Chappelle special. Actually, uh, I found an article about it. It's quite interesting. It's from The Verge. Uh, it says, Netflix suspend trans employee who tweeted about Dave Chappelle special. Uh, eternally, trans employees and allies have been asking excessive soft questions about the line between commentary and hate. 
And he says, I work at Netflix. Yesterday we launched another Chappelle special where he attacks the trans community and very valid, uh, and very valid of transness. All while trying to uh, pit us against uh, other marginalized groups. You're going to hear a lot of uh, talk of offense. We are not offended. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, one day after this uh, story was uh, published, Net Netflix reinstated the suspended employee. Okay. The trans employee research group resource group at the company is planning a walkout for October 20th. Uh, okay. Yeah, so this has been a, quite a hoopla, actually. And I'm surprised uh, a lot of people like haven't talked about it on, on YouTube. But uh, yeah, uh, it's like they are calling him a bigot and things like that. I don't know, do you think it was transphobic? Uh, I thought it, well, I think it's, it, it can definitely, people could feel that way. I can, I mean, it's not up to me to decide that because I'm not a tra trans person. Uh, it's not, right. my, it's not, I shouldn't, I don't need to make a statement on it, but it, what I'm, what I think is as a person who watched it, I did feel uncomfortable at times during some of those jokes. And so if I mm. felt uncomfortable, I can just imagine how somebody who is in that, who is trans or is in a situation like uh like that how they could feel even more uncomfortable uh but some of the stuff was just jokes as well but i mean it's all jokes it's all a comedy special um yeah i don't know i there there's something to say about it just all being comedy but then like what when when do you draw the line of like what is comedy and what is just like social commentary mm -hmm. I, I there's like a lot of different avenues you could go down talking about this but uh i guess the only thing i have to say is that yeah i felt uncomfortable i mean i don't know if you did fro yeah no there were some jokes that i thought was over the line but again that's not for me it just felt out of touch that that's what i said earlier is right. he felt out of touch yeah. like an old man who doesn't he's not up to current cultural, you know, norms because he's just an old, mm. out-of-touch millionaire, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I, I'm going to rate this uh, quite low. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I give it, yeah, probably a four. Uh, one thing we should say is a Netflix spokesperson pushed back against the idea that Field was suspended for tweeting. It's absolutely untrue to say that we've suspended an employee or oh, any employee for tweeting about the show. Our employees are encouraged to disagree openly and we support the right to do so. So they're saying they did that didn't that this did not happen. But they're specifically they're saying they didn't suspend her for tweeting. Uh, but then it's very weird that she gets reinstated <laughs> the day after. Right, I have no idea what... It, we'd have to see what the actual thing that they... Because they, they probably wrote something out to her that said, like, why she was suspended, you assume. Or the, or maybe she just got suspended and she was assuming it was because she tweeted. Uh, but I don't know. Actually, she made a tweet about that as well. Netflix has reinstated me after finding that there were no ill attend at my uh, 
QBR meeting. Uh, I've included the statement I requested below. So they made a statement as well. Uh, so. Intent my... Ill intent in my attending a QBR meeting, which included... What is a QBR meeting? Uh, I think it's like uh, where, where they talk about uh, like uh, uh, CAO stuff. I, I'm not sure what the QBR is. I haven't heard about it before. A business review or executive business review, QBR is, is at most basic a once per quarter meeting with your customer. Uh, it's a quarterly business review. Ah, okay. So what did she say about it again? Let me look this up. Netflix reinstated me after finding there was no ill intent in my attending the QBR meeting. Mm. So right there, isn't she saying they didn't, it wasn't because she tweeted then? It was because... No, it was be because she had ill in this Q QBR yeah. meeting. Okay, so this yeah. is all getting just blown out of proportion. As well. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but that's nothing new nowadays but that's kind of what i i've been surprised by like i said i've been uh, surprised that almost nobody is talking about this on youtube i thought it would be bigger uh, uh yeah maybe they people just haven't seen it yet or they were doing they ha have to do more research into it before they, before they actually release a video yeah i mean it is kind of an ongoing situation yeah uh did you, by the way, talking about like queer identity and things like that, did you see that Superman is going to be bisexual in the new comic? Oh, in the comic, yeah, I saw the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you care? No, not really. I don't read comic books, so... And I, if there was one comic book I wouldn't read to, to begin with, it would be Superman, because it's just like the most basic of comic books, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Remember when, <laughs> because this is kind of, it is kind of coming to uh, us watching the trailer for James Bond, I promise you, but do you remember some years ago where we wrote an article uh, that uh, the, uh, the people that has the license to James Bond say that James Bond can be black? <laughs> do you remember that? When there was rumors that that uh, that they're going to have the new James Bond being black, this estate for James Bond says, "Hey, James Bond can't be black." I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're going to watch the trailer for the new James Bond. It is called "No Time to Die." Bond. Ooh. Any son can kill. I think that's James Bond look. Mm-hmm. There's there's your Danny Craig. Danny Craig is like the male version of Jenny Craig. It's like a weight loss system. <laughs> they just showed like a scene from like uh, James Bond movie, like three James Bond movies ago. Mm -hmm. That was a cool shot. I mean, yeah, the cinematography is always going to be good in one of these movies, even if like mm -hmm. some other stuff is awful. Now they're just floating in the ether. 
when her secret finds its way. I mean, there are some movies of James Bond I really, really like. Target, not people. Casino Royale being one. Oh, that's a bad. What's one of the bad James Bond movies? I love Casino Royale. It was best put in the riff track. Casino Royale, the movie that has about 20% casino. <laughs> Literally most of the movie is not, there's no casinos or anything in it. And life is all about leaving something behind. Isn't it? I like him as a villain. Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, I mean, it's a James Bond movie. It, it, like, you can only expect so much out of a James Bond movie. You expect gadgets, you expect gunfights and uh, fight scenes. That's it. That's all you need in a James Bond movie. Mm. I mean, the gadgets is always the coolest part to me in a James... I, like, when I was a kid especially, I cared more about, like, what Q gave him during the beginning of the movie than I cared about most of the rest mm -hmm. of it. Fight me on this statement. Uh, Sean Connery is the best James Bond ever. Uh, you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think Pierce Brosnan for me also is up there just because it was like my childhood James yes. Bond. But I do agree. The Sean Connery movies when I was a kid, I watched all of them as well. And oh, so good. I specifically remember the one where he's in Hawaii and he has like mm. that tiny little helicopter thing. And I always was like as a kid, oh my God, I wish I could just have a suitcase to, <laughs> that would turn into my own helicopter and I could just, you know what I mean? That'd be awesome. So, uh, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, no Time to Die, James Bond is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica after leaving active service. However, his peace is short-lived as his old CIA friend, Felix Letier, shows up and asks for help. The mission to rescue and kidnap uh, a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading... Bond on a trail of a mysterious villain who is armed with a dangerous new technology. 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 68% on Metacritic, 90% of Google users liked it. Yeah, uh, I can find one single one star review. It was a lot of two stars, but not one single t one star. Okay. So, that's good. Uh, Paulina... Alicia says, uh, this review will be short. If you're expecting a real Bond movie experience, you will not find it in No Time to Die. This production is more like a romantic comedy with a little action between. It's nothing like Casino Royale or Spectre. Uh, okay. Uh, James Bond uh, is shown as a normal, older guy, and there's nothing left of the hero he was before. Bit depressing. It's certainly not the type of movie you would expect from a 007 franchise, and nothing approached goodbye to uh, Daniel Craig. So she didn't like it. 
Uh, I'll do a good one then. Spencer Farrow says, I liked it. I have now seen it three times because people keep asking me to go see it with them. It's a lot to unpack in one watching. After three, I finally get the depth of it, and although I think it, it it's a great movie to the end of a Daniel Craig of the Daniel Craig era, I would like to see a Bond more in line with the Ian Fleming version, one who likes his job because he's serving Queen and Country. Uh, Daniel, during Daniel's run, he hated what he does, mm. like the Bond character, not Daniel Craig, but. Well, Daniel Craig also said that he hated... Yeah, that's the other thing, is Daniel Craig also apparently hated playing the character, so... (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, Chase Bond is too man-shonistic. Yes, that is the whole fucking point. Speaking of that, Paul Paul Kellogg... Paul Kellogg, um, I'm going to give his review, and let me tell... You guess who he voted for last year in the presidential election. Uh, Paul Kellogg, the Bond franchise is now fatally tainted Mm -hmm. by the woke. One very disappointing movie. (laughs) Could he be a Trump supporter? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I wonder why. Yes, I found a five-star review. Uh, Samuel Spuranskuranski. Yes, that is his name. Uh, what a movie. Bond is more human than ever, and it's just the right uh, time to send Craig off. And it was a masterpiece uh, in my eyes. Uh, those who are talking about it's all being pushed is nonsense. It's giant Bond movie. What did you expect? Uh, but it tells the story of a man growing, dealing with his past, and finally bringing the emotional uh, emotions into a, co- a cold-hearted Bond character. Something that has uh, uh, not really uh, that uh, that has not really been necessary. But it makes the final Craig Bond m- even more enjoyable. Okay, uh, I got a bad one just to wrap it up. Let's see, I don't even know how to say this name. Gyula Tamis Niest. Uh, this mm-hmm. movie is a disaster. Cartoon characters, pointless storyline, idiot dialogues, terrible action scenes. I love Craig's Bond character, but this is just shameful. This cheap sentimentality was... Uh, this cheap sentimentality ruined this movie. This is not a James Bond movie. This is a Daniel Craig bids farewell to the role of Bond movie. Just not the same. <laughs> also coming out is Mass uh, from 2021. Two couples meet uh, for a painful and raw conversation in the aftermath of a violent tragedy directed by Franz Kahn's uh, this has 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 79% on Metacritic, 85% of Google users liked it. It is with, for example, Jason Isaacs. Really like him. The Rescue. Members of a rescue team try to save 12 boys and a coach who were trapped inside a flooded cave in Thailand. Oh yeah, I remember that. Was this the mm-hmm. one where... The guy made fun of Elon Musk for wanting to build a submarine. I think that's what this one was. Yes, and Elon Musk called him a pedophile. Right. Uh, This is 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% on Metacritic. Metacritic, Uh, Directors Jimmy Chin, Elizabeth Chai Varhashalai. There you go. Mm. If I say South of Heaven, 
Is there a, s a song that comes into your mind right away? No. Okay. Think about it while I, I read this. After serving 12 years of armed robbery, a parole vows to give his childless love now dying from cancer the best year of her life with Evangelina Lilly. I like him. Uh, her, sorry. And Jason Sudakis. This has five out 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic gave it 42, and 63% of uh, Google users uh, like this heaven. Uh, yeah, South of Heaven, da 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 da, -da. Country Road. Take uh, me home. I, I don't remember that line. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Lamb, a rural ice... In rural Iceland, a childless couple discover a strange and unnatural newborn in their sheep barn. They decide to raise it as their own, but sinister forces are determined to return the creature to the wilderness that birthed her. Uh, let's see, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 68% on Metacritic, 70% of Google users liked it, directed by Vladimir Johansson. Can you take the next one as well? Because I don't get anything for that. You don't? Okay, let me see if I get anything. Vengeance is Mine, All Others Pay Cash. Vengeance is Mine, All Others Pay Cash is a 2021 Indonesian black comedy action drama directed by uh, Edwin. That's There's no like last name, it's just Edwin. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, that's all I got about it, but it's got 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty-three percent of Google users liked it. You have to do the next one as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. I gotta get there. I'll look if if I get uh, the last one. I think they are. Oh, oh I got the last one. Uh, the Secret of Shinshinshia. Uh, it's a horror movie. Uh, don't ask me to say that once again. <laughs> An Imnoshik tow, uh, tow truck driver returns to his childish home after unlimited death of his daughter uh, to discover that the term uh, paranormal presence have been living in the house and haunting uh, the la sacred land it was built on. Uh, this has 6 out of 10 on IMDb, no other scores. Okay, Golden Voices. Rhea and Victor built a shared career as the Soviet Union's most beloved film dubbers. As the USSR collapses, the Jewish couple must immigrate to Israel and reinvent themselves to find employment. A charming comedy about disrupting dynamics, starting anew, and rediscovering yourself in the most unexpected places... Uh, Golden Voice is a stirring tribute to the redemptive power of cinema. All right, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got seven point one out of ten on IMDb. Directed by Evgeny Roman. Mm. Her or him or him? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or they? Or they? <laughs> what movie do you want to see the most? Um, definitely Lamb, right? Yep, me too. <laughs> yep. And then it I guess probably the No Time to Die. So much about. Probably No Time to Die next is my guess. Yeah. 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 Okay, coming next yeah, week. No. Oh, go ahead. 
Lamb. Yeah, no, I have heard so much about Lamb that it's a total badass. I'm movie. surprised how many commercial I s commercials I saw for it this week, like on YouTube and stuff. It's They're really mm -hmm. hyping it up. Uh, coming next week, news of the week, uh, TV and movies of the week, another digital review of Halloween Kills, which I've seen a bunch of commercials for that too, uh, mm -hmm. and Squid Game episode 5 through 9, fi fi finishing up the series. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we know what we're waiting for, I guess, but we we know what we're waiting for. We were we're waiting to see it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, have you seen anything interesting on TV? No, sorry, on YouTube. Sorry. Uh, YouTube. I guess the first yeah. place we should start is the Gabby Petito situation, and just so we can get that out of the way, that they okay. released the thing saying that she was strangled. That's the only update we have about it right now. I also saw that uh, Doug the Bounty Hunter has gone home, so... Well, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, yeah. He shouldn't have been there at all, so... Yeah, no. Uh... I mean, if you go to, like, trending, go to trending videos on YouTube, look, okay? I never go to trending, ever. It's like... No, no, but I'm just going to tell you. Number two has something to do with Squid Game. Number three has something to do with Squid Game. Number five has something to do with Squid Game. Number six has something to do with Squid Game. It's, like, ridiculous. Okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm getting there. Uh, let's see what mine is. Number seven has something to do with Squid Game. Eight has something to do with Squid Game. <laughs> it's like, it is ridiculous. Huh, okay. My Back trend... In Norway. I never go to the trending page, but this looks so not like that. Uh, I just got That's to... the Norwegian trending page, though. Right, yeah, obviously. Mine does not yeah, look yeah. like that at all. I've... I'm trying to find one single Squid Games thing. No. I got a lot of Fortnite. Oh, no, here we go. Fortnite Squid Games. Insane. Mm-hmm. That's the first one I got, and that's what? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven down. So, I, get, I don't know. Maybe it's not as big in the algorithm for in America right now. Uh, yeah, because there's it's another the one way down weird. here. Yeah. It's the most viewed Netflix series of all time. Not saying something. Well, yeah, we talked about that last week, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, Shane Dawson is back. Are you scared? Well, nobody seemed happy about it. I have a feeling he might go away again just because of the reaction he got, because he didn't really acknowledge all the things he did wrong. He just kind of was like, okay, I took time off to reflect on it, and now I'm back. But I don't... He didn't really... Uh, what's the word for it? He didn't really... Uh, necessarily uh, give a very good explanation as to why he was sorry, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Or at least that's how a lot uh, of people felt. It has 60,000 case down, 342 up. So the like ratio is pretty good, I think, for uh, someone so controversial. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, I suppose. 
I watched it. I, I thought it was uh, interesting. I I do agree that he should be clear on on like what he was sorry about and things like that. But uh, yeah. I don't. I I don't know. I never really watched Shane Dawson even when he was bigger. I, it was that mm. vlog stuff was never really my cup of tea. It's never been so. I don't know. Uh, I'm never. I don't miss him when he goes away or anything, so it's not never really been a big deal to me. Uh, I just think that the stuff he's done is like pretty bad, and there's a lot of bad things he did in his past. Um, mm. So for him, I can understand like he can never get away from those things. He's just got to learn to uh, atone for the things he did. And when people get mad, like it's annoying to have to keep apologizing. But I guess that's what he has to do, right? He just has to keep apologizing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, Jimmy Dore. Have you seen any Jimmy Dore lately? No. Remember, I we went down the not. rabbit hole of uh, off him. Of yeah, I st- I stopped watching him a while ago. I I think I, I'm still subscribed. Yeah, but I don't really watch any of his stuff ever. I don't know, but um, we were talking about Russell Brand a few weeks ago. I guess we talked about him a little bit last week. Well. Mm-hmm. If you go to Jimmy Dore's channel, I'm just looking back. Uh, Unvax denied kidney transplant. Uh, Fauci contradicts himself. Rogan attacked over booster shot. Unvaxed National Guard replacing unvaxed medical worker. The twisted hate of unvaxed by establishment press. He's going down the, yeah, Fauci has no answers for us. I don't... What's happening? Why are these people that were, like, lefty YouTube people, like, just a few years ago, all of a sudden are going super anti-vax? Is it, like... Mm. Is it good for clicks? Like, are they... Is that what's happening with him and Russell Brand and people? Is they're seeing, okay, these are get... When I talk about this, it gets views. Mm. You you know what I'm saying? And then they're reacting to it in that way? Or is it, like, something else in the ether going on? Yeah, I don't know, and I I'm I'm not sure I like it. It's just strange. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, it's just strange. Huh. Uh, I know you probably don't care about boxing, uh, but there was a boxing match uh, between uh, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder. Okay. Uh, this week, uh, Tyson Fury is a piece of shit <laughs> asshole and he won uh so that was fun always fun to see the bad people win uh yeah well he is a really like really accomplished boxer though so i mean he might be a real asshole but doesn't mean he isn't good at boxing i suppose that those things don't necessarily i mean look at a lot of other boxers there are a lot there are a lot of bad people who are boxers and MMA people in the past, when you think about it. Um, that is true. Let's see, anything else? I don't really have anything else that I can think of right no. now. Me neither. That means that we are going to close this uh, episode of uh, Not a Digital Citizen, I guess. Um, I think you 
and me are going to have a nice week and we are going to wish our listeners a good week and we will see you same place same time uh next week goodbye everybody goodbye everybody bye bye everybody another di- another digital another digital citizen 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 another digital citizen